Welcome to the Wasatch Report. This is episode number 71. I'm Suzanne Sherman. Jeff Johnson's joined me today. We have a little bit of catching up to do. It's been a while since we did a podcast. I had a project I needed to wrap up and I put in a new uh, workstation, work area for broadcasting and doing all my writing in my home. So I'm really stoked about that. And we've had some miserable weather here. Jeff's been busy, but we are back. I want to let you know that we made some changes. It's also easier to find all of my contact information directly at my website. I no longer have to spend five minutes giving you all the links for the different social media and radio platforms. Go directly to SuzanneCSherman.com. And from there, the homepage will take you to both of our anchor podcasts, both this one, Suzanne Sherman's The Wasatch Report Radio Show, as well as if you want to learn about the preparedness and self-reliance lifestyle, the Red Hot Chili Prepper. That will take you both to our Anchor homepage, from which you can feel free to donate, share, support, rate the app, and please drive some traffic our way. Again, we've been getting a lot of great comments on the information, people really saying they learned a lot. So if you did learn something, you appreciate what we did, please consider making a donation either directly on our Anchor pages or on my homepage. Again, SuzanneSeedSherman.com. Right there, you'll see a donate button. We've also added a new page for recommended products. I will keep adding some products on there as well. And we have our suggested reading page. Speaking of suggested reading, one of the reasons I've been derelict in putting up shows is I have been finishing my project. One page that is no longer on the website is the articles page, the page that have had all my published articles. I have decided to consolidate them in one place and it is now available i'm happy to announce on amazon kindle and the book is called federalism how decentralization can save america and that will take you there's a link right on my home page on my website suzannecsherman.com click on that and a lot of people are also saying they want a printed copy and i have everything going everything's ready for that i'm waiting for some blurbs from historians as well as putting my cover page together. And it looks like we'll have that in a week or two. So I'm really excited to get that out. And again, we also have a suggested reading page linking to some Amazon affiliate accounts. So you can help us out that way by ordering some materials from my website at no extra cost to you. Some of that money kicks back and helps us out. So we really appreciate some help there. Also, if you're interested in getting into freeze drying food for long-term storage, you will notice I have a Harvest Right freeze dryer link. I do have an affiliate relationship with that company, just so you know, but it really does help us out. They are very generous in the percentage that I get, so that helps a lot too. Jeff, it's great to be back here with you. Yes, it is. And it's interesting. I current events, uh, you're gonna read a quote here in a minute, but uh current events are current events, and uh speaking of freeze drying or canning or whatever means you are gonna store stuff. I think that it might be a good idea. It's time. You know, a couple of years ago, I wrote a blog about it's not too late to get started and start prepping. And folks, we're looking at significantly high levels of inflation. I've thrown the term hyperinflation around. I don't think that's unreasonable at this point. And I want to share something with you. And this will tie into my book, Federalism, How Decentralization Can Save America. Think about what is going on right now. In this book, I quote James Madison extensively, not because he was instrumental in getting the Constitution ratified, but 
His Federalist Papers, particularly 39 and 45, are quoted extensively, showing the, the pulse of, the, of society at the time the Constitution was proposed and ratified. James Madison said this about war, and consider that in the context of today's current events. Of all the enemies to public liberty, war is perhaps the most to be dreaded because it comprises and develops the germ of every other. War is the parent of armies. From these proceed debts and taxes, and armies and debts and taxes are the known instruments for bringing the many under the dominion of the few. In war, too, the discretionary power of the executive is extended. Its influence in dealing out offices honors and emoluments is multiplied and all the means of seducing the minds are added to those of subduing the force of the people. The same malignant aspect in republicanism may be traced in the inequality of fortunes and the opportunities of fraud growing out of a state of war and the degeneracy of manners, of morals, engendered by both. No nation could preserve its freedom in the midst of continual warfare. Boy, howdy, Jeff. Does that one resonate or what? Yeah, in light of what's going on over in Eastern Europe, it does uh, ring true today. So we aren't going to discuss that today. I mean, we just had to acknowledge that it's, it's going on as we're doing this podcast. But, uh, yeah, things will just have to, we're just going to have to kind of sit back and see how things start to f unfold over there and where this all goes. Uh, again, like I said, uh, you know, st food storage and stuff like that, it might be a good time to start thinking about getting involved in the preparedness lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. And again, in that, in that guard, please consider checking out our other podcast, The Red Hot Chili Prepper. And again, go to my website, SuzanneCSherman.com. And there will be a link that will take you right there. Jeff, I want to address a story that we have been wanting to talk about for some time. When I lived in California, I remember there were talks very early on about taxing people by the mileage that they drive. And I guess on one hand, they could say, well, it's only fair. These are the people that are using the roads, I suppose. But I just found it nefarious. How do they tax you on the miles? that you're driving? Are they going to take you at your word for it? And then I started thinking, hey, what about these progressive advertisements that say they're going to give you money back if you're driving safely and don't have any accidents? Well, how are they going to know how you're driving? And we've talked about this, Jeff. When I was out in New York, I rented a car and it was an electric vehicle. I tried to turn the thing on. I thought it was broken and no, it was an electric engine driving that thing, or I guess they would call that a motor. And one of the things that I noticed on this, on the, on the gauges was from green to red showing your driving styles and green was acceptable driving. And then it went to yellow and then red was called aggressive driving. Well, to get this little bugger to go uphill, guess what? I was in the aggressive driving mode constantly. So what else can they track if they're tracking your miles? What else are they going to do to your insurance? Are there, is your insurance policy, your rates going to go up because they are somehow tracking you with, with these kind of drivings? And in fact, Jeff, just the other day I saw an ad, it was on social media for a new type of driver monitoring 
that actually acknowledges uh, behavior that takes place when you're actually a skilled driver using evasive techniques. One guy averted an accident. And as we saw with the Amazon drivers complaining, if they look to change lanes, that gives them a ding against them because they're not looking straight ahead. So any of this technology where the nanny state turns your vehicle into a surveillance device for them, I find very troubling. Now let's look at this article. Susan. This, yeah. Uh, and just think about they tie this to your bank account. We're seeing this in Canada right now. Again, more current news that we're not going to deal with today, but it does have a little bit of an element to be considered in this conversation because they're freezing people's accounts up there because somebody uh, donated to a cause. So if you are driving in an unacceptable manner, are they going to freeze your bank account? Or, you know, in, a, in addition to maybe raising your uh, insurance rates? So, I mean, this is all things to consider it related to this this one story. And this is nothing new. How long have we, you heard it here from us folks, how long have we been talking about social credits? And this is exactly what we're talking about, social credits. And they're going to start it with uh, a means that doesn't seem very offensive. Well, we're just going to, we just want to tax the miles because after all, you're using the roads. Well, there are a lot of people that aren't going to be paying for taxes on free transportation and that sort of thing. But let me get to this article because this was very troubling. And we've been talking about this for a while and been wanting to cover this. And this is an article from Motorious.com. And this is about kill switch, kill switches. And back in 1998, they're talking about here, the article starts, sci-fi TV series, The X-Files, aired an episode. I love that show. Did you guys watch that, Jeff? I love that one. Called Kill Switch. Uh, I hate to admit it, but yes, I did. I mean, because, you know, it kind of makes these kind of sound a little nerdy. But, you know, I love that show. Oh, I did too. And, you know, this was back when... when um, the recording devices, the VCR devices were such a pain in the butt to use. It was easier just to rush home from whatever you're doing so you wouldn't miss the X-Files. It's hard to believe how much technology has changed since that time. And that was only 1998. So anyway, uh, AI Gone Rogue is what this is talking about. This series told when the internet was still accessed by using dial-up modems, it was a fascinating tale of technology run amok, a message about not handing too much of your life over to the digital world. Hello, <laughs> Jeff, what have we not handed over to the digital world? I mean, heck, we carry the digital world right in our hand every second of the day, practically. You know, when I was an undergrad at UCLA, I remember studying a, a case, I think it was Cats versus Ohio. I should probably check before I bring this up on the air. But the, the purpose of it was a Supreme Court ruling about whether there's a reasonable expectation of privacy when you use a, a telephone booth. And the court said that no, there wasn't. But now we take our, our listening devices with us everywhere we go. And what's even worse is we know what they are and we still do it. So they're saying here, let me get back to the article. It might seem like a sci-fi tale. Soon enough, the United States federal government could force automakers to install kill switches authorities can access and to shut down any newer vehicle. Moral of the story, get one now, get one while you can. So to shut down any newer vehicle. To many, this might 
sound like a wonderful idea. You know the contingency set that sounds like Jeff. Well, police need to be able to recover stolen vehicles, or if there's a car chase, it's a lot easier just to shut the vehicle down and you'll save lives. Do you think that's what we're going to hear? Oh, I'm sure we'll hear the safety thing. I mean, what have we heard for the last two years? You know, all, yeah. uh, uh, so I'm not going to get into the into that, but you, you know what? What's been going on for two years, and it's all been about safety, and it's, that's where they're going to go with this one. It's, it's 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 for safety. It's for the kids. It's for the safety of the kids. So. For our own good. For our own good. They care. Oh, and listen, here's the next station. After all, we've seen wanted criminals. What did I just say? Who have fled from police only to crash into a car with a family inside, killing innocents as they tried to avoid capture. Being able to stop the pursuit early and almost instantaneously seems like a wonderful thing, a potential lifesaver. Any law-abiding citizen would enthusiastically embrace Jeff, for the most part, I'm a law-abiding citizen. I don't embrace this at all. And according to an article written by a former U.S. Representative, Bob Barr, hidden away in the recently passed infrastructure bill, let me digress. Once upon a time, James Madison had proposed a, an infrastructure bill using the bonuses from the National Bank. Those proceeds would be used to improve this nation's, pardon the N-word, infrastructure. Congress passed this bill and put it on his desk to sign. What did he do? He vetoed the very bill he wanted because he said, hey, you clowns, if you want to do this, we need to amend the Constitution. I just said this was a good idea, but we all know about this Article 5 thing. The ink was still dry. We're still drying at this time. So even then, he knew, no, we can't do this. But Congress was ready to pass it. Anyway, but now we just no longer care. So the regulation likely won't be enforced for five years. This bill could negatively impact drivers across the country if this was to pass. And the measure to install the vehicle switches into every new car, truck, and SUV sold in the country. And even though it won't be enforced in five years or so, there's something to do. There's still time to do something about this. Jeff, I, I, I think right now we should all write our, our congressman. What do you think? All kinds of things we can do. I think we need to write Santa Claus and he <laughs> could probably take care of it for us because we'll get as much a response from Santa Claus as we will from our congressman. You know, usually I can see your face when we're in our, our cyber, our little cyber studio here, but I've got this article in front of me right now. And as you started talking, I thought, it's been a while since we've last spoken. Has he fallen down and hit his head since then? So, you know, as we've seen both in this country, let me get back to the uh, article really quick. What constitutes law abiding can change drastically overnight. Okay, back up the truck, no pun intended. Jeff, we just saw that in Canada. I'm tying that into this. In Canada, at the time of this, I, I, we're going to call it the, the, peaceful, the peaceful protest. This was a peaceful protest. When that was going on, it was perfectly legal to send money to donate to assist these truckers. There was nothing illegal about that. Canada does not have a constitutional prohibition regarding ex post facto's laws. These people are now being pursued for violating a law that was not affecting the time. So this law is being applied retroactively. I just read a story about a single mom with limited income 
and she donated, I think it was 50 or $25 through, it was either GoFundMe or that other outfit that was using, uh, that was being a platform for the donation services. And now her assets have been frozen. And the police, I think it was a police chief out in Ottawa, said that they're going to ruin the lives of anybody that participated. Not the organizers, not the truckers, but you brought them food, you brought them water, you brought them gasoline, you donated money. They were using facial technology, uh, facial recognition technology, and they are out, they have said, to ruin these people's lives. This ties in to what we're talking about, Jeff, because is it not foreseeable that this technology can be used to shut down your vehicle if you have done something that the overlords find disagreeable if you have gone to a political rally they don't want you going to they're already threatening to cancel the insurance they want the insurance canceled and they're also telling bankers to consider doing business in the future with the people that donated money to this cause Yes, they're going to use these any means they can at this point to stop anyone that has a contrary opinion. If you are against what government is doing, they will use whatever they can to make sure that they, as this chief of police up there said, to ruin your life. And so that's where this is all going. Yeah, and this definitely is going to have a chilling effect on on supporting these people. It's having a chilling effect of what you want to say on social media. Boy, howdy, the last two years have ex have illustrated that perfectly. We're going to take a break for our friends at Anchor FM and continue this discussion on Kill Switches. We'll be right back. Are we cooking wise tonight? Open our eyes tonight. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we're talking about social credits, kill switches, truckers, and then something nefarious I got from the Census Bureau. And the same people that sent me the American Community Survey uh, sent this little gem, but we'll get to that after, after I cover this now. So these kill switches, these are being hailed as an ability for law enforcement to shut down a car chase before a family could get killed. And uh, law-abiding citizens should cheer, should cheer this on. And again, we talked about before the break, what constitutes law-abiding can change drastically overnight. You think I'm kidding? Look at what happened to the people that supported the truckers in Canada. Here's another example they share. In September, a car was pulled over in New Zealand and the occupants were arrested when police discovered the trunk was full of Kentucky Fried Chicken Meals. Jeff, what the hell is wrong with people in Australia and New Zealand? They were smuggling the fast food to customers in locked down Auckland against quarantine measures. Yet not too long before, 
delivering restaurant orders to people was considered a reputable legal activity. They're, they're stopping people from feeding families. So it, we don't want a family killed in a car wreck, but we certainly are comfortable with stopping them from getting food. The article says it gets even better. Barr points out that the bill, which has been signed into law by President Biden, states that the kill switch, which is referred to as a safety device. Jeff, do you see those big armored military vehicles the police have now? They ha and they say rescue on the side. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. They, they've been around for a while. We, I mean, we talked about the militarization of police for, oh, over a decade, probably, all of us. Well, what I was referring to earlier, when I mentioned that little spectrum for safe and aggressive driving, I talked about uh, the Amazon drivers were subjected to this software that would give them a, a penalty if they looked out away from the front window so they could safely change lanes. Check this out. This has been signed into law. There is a safety device. A safety device must passively monitor the performance of a driver of a motor vehicle to accurately identify whether that driver may be impaired. In other words, Big Brother is going to constantly monitor how you drive. If you do something the system has been programmed to recognize as impairment, your car could just shut off. Sounds safe to me, Jeff. Where are they going to shut me off? They're going to shut my vehicle off as I'm coming up the hill here when it's below freezing at night. And I can't even shut my or turn my engine off so I can run my heater. This is absolute lunacy. There's a possibility the kill switch program might measure your driving as impaired. Then when you try to start the car up again, the engine won't fire up. That would potentially leave you stranded. Yes. What if you're in an inherently unsafe uh, area like where I live? Not unsafe because of the people, but just because of the environment, the dangerous road, the winter conditions, below freezing. There's more, they say. The kill switch safety system would open, or in other words, there would be a backdoor that would allow police or government authorities to access it whenever. Would they need a warrant to do that? Probably not. Even better, hackers could access the, the backdoor and shut down your vehicle. Barr points out the tremendous violations of Americans' privacy, and he's right. In addition, the term impaired driving isn't defined by the legislation. So it'd be open to interpretations by the DOT, the National Highway Safety Administration. Jeff, this is exactly what I said about, remember, um, national reciprocity. We're going to get bureaucrats in the ATF saying what kind of firearms you could carry if the National Reciprocity Act had been, had been passed. Think of everything I'm saying and keep in mind my book, Federalism, How Decentralization Can Save America. The point of that is to get you people to understand that giving Washington, D.C. unfettered access to every aspect of our life is going to be a disaster. It's already a disaster and it's just going to get worse. The author here also asks, do you want government regulators helping to write algorithms? Hello, which might force your car to pull over and stop because you might be a little tired instead of tipsy? There was never a debate on the House or Senate floor about this issue. The bill was passed through many backroom deals that he detailed here, and that we'll, we'll put this article up as well. It's time for our not only car enthusiasts, but regular Americans to get loud and tell their U.S. representatives and senators 
what they think about these laws. And by the way, you might as well, like Jeff said, write to Santa Claus and include the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy because they will care just as much as your elected officials. The elected officials don't care about our, safe, our safety or privacy. So we need to remind them what we expect and now and moving forward. I think it's cute that they think that they actually give a rat's fuzzy behind what we think, don't you? It's uh, all about if you've done nothing wrong and you have nothing to hide, that whole excuse. But what's really interesting in the art, they said it in the article about hackers. If you go through a lot of these inner cities, downtown Baltimore, Los Angeles, uh, Chicago, all these places, if there is a hacker out there that are they're doing carjackings, if you're driving through some of these inner cities, they could stop your vehicle and you you have no out. You're, you're yeah. now stopped. So your personal security is then massively impacted by some bureaucrat in Washington getting uh, paid off by some corporation to build some uh, software into these vehicles that will put you at severe risk. We never had a floor vote. We never got a debate. We, the people, were never considered in this decision, yet we are the ones that are going to be stuck with this. And again, every time I see these safety devices that are promoted as good for us, I always think, uh-oh, what's the government going to take and build on this? Recently, I saw a commercial for Subaru, and Subarus are known for being safe. In fact, I purchased one when my boys started driving because I wanted them to have a safe vehicle. And it's also pitifully slow, so that helps as well. But they showed this girl that was driving and she looked down at her radio or whatever and an alarm went off and she slammed on the brakes in time to not get plowed into by a vehicle. And she was supposed to be uh, stopped at a light and she almost got in an accident and this saved us. And I thought, hmm, how is this technology going to be used against us? Well, now we've just seen it. So it's not just going to monitor it's not just going to be there for safety, like they're saying, to stop the vehicle, but to watch everything we do. And Jeff, if they can watch, don't you think they can listen? <laughs> we already know that. I mean, <laughs> how many times have you said something? You're talking to somebody at your house and you said something about some product. And the first thing you see on Facebook when you get, uh, get on there is an ad about that product. They are listening. Everyone's yes. listening. We've already known that. We've talked to our Good friend, uh, Greg Junkbond Carpenter, about this uh, numerous times on other shows. So, yes, they're going to listen to us. They're going to watch us. Uh, he's told us that these cameras are always on on these phones and stuff, so they're already watching us. It, it's not a far stretch, and it's not tinfoil hat stuff. This stuff is already is here. The technology, the technology is already there. And even if you want to go somewhere and hide your phone in a Faraday bag and be, uh, and be invisible, because they do work, this will get rid of that that outlet for you because now your car is going to be your tracking device. Very, very scary. We're going to take a break for our musical sponsor, Roxanne, and then just tie in the truckers and then a survey that I got from the United States Census Bureau. Check out our message from Roxanne. And your mind then left you behind. I told you the tables would turn. Now don't look to me for sympathy. Cause baby, that bridge has been burned. Don't try to explain the dead and the pain. Like always, your words are just hollow.
Music for this program has been brought to you by Roxanne, courtesy of Rat Pack Records. Radio Silence is the album and is available on Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, RatPackRecordsAmerica.com, and RoxanneBand.com. Walk away Pretending things will be okay All right. Well, Jeff, my my blood pressure is soaring. My blood is boiling. I'm just so annoyed. But I will say I ended up I just bought a new vehicle and this will probably be the last truck I own. And this is going to be uh, something. And the, the other thing I did was I dumped a bunch of stock before it went bad. So I would have lost everything that I paid this for this truck. So I kind of feel like right now I got a free truck. I dump one asset, from, something from one asset column into another. That's one of the things I try and tell people about being prepared. You know, money in the bank doesn't always help you be prepared because that can go at any time, especially as we've seen with the people in Canada whose assets were frozen. But you know what? You can have other assets. You can have food. You can have a secure home. You can have uh, supplies on hand. You can have a vehicle that works. You can have a vehicle that doesn't have a kill switch. There's still time. Get one. That will be more effective than writing to your knucklehead congressman or senator, because I guarantee, as our good friend Mark Preslins has said, they will never see it, let alone read it. All right. So, Jeff. Jeff, 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 remember we talked about the American Community Survey years ago. And if you think this is tinfoil hat stuff, just do a search, whatever engine you use, it'll come up, American Community Survey, and a PDF will come up with this long and very intrusive questionnaire from the United States Census Bureau that you are told that you must answer pursuant to federal law. Show me in the Constitution. That's the other thing, Jeff, everybody says like with census as well. I got that sent to me last year as well or whenever they sent it out. I don't know, I didn't answer it. Well, I'll, I'll tell them how many people live in my house. You know, Congress has the authority to, to require that for representation. And to that, I'll say, you know what? You ain't getting that either from me because when the Constitution was ratified, it was about one for every 35,000. Now we're up to one for every 750,000. They do not stick to their constitutional limitations, restraints. They do not mind their own business. So they won't even get that from me. None of their business. They cannot mind their own business. So I got this the other day. It was a letter. And I, I'm just pulling this up on my computer. You can find it. Just do a search. Vehicle Inventory and Use Survey. Or go to... um V-I-U-S. You can just type that in as well. This came in and it's called the Vehicle Inventory and Use Survey. And I got a letter that said they have instituted a survey. And if you are a respondent, please select, oh, this that's just the in instructions here. Let me start here. The 2021 survey is being conducted in partnership with the Federal Highway Administration. Jeff, do you see Federal Highways anywhere in Article 1, Section 8? Uh, Department of Energy, I don't think energy's there, and the U.S. Census Bureau, we already covered that, to better under, 
here's a typo to better under the characteristics. This is probably a $20 million website and they got a typo in the first paragraph. And use of vehicles on our nation's road. Again, Susie Edward, this is their document in that mind. The data will be used to guide investments in our nation's, oh, there it is, that infrastructure, vehicle technologies, and parts, parts, vehicle parts, as well as to evaluate truck safety needs. Folks, what did I just say? This is about trucks. I'm telling you, I'm tying this all together. We started out with the kill switch. We saw what happened to the truckers. By the way, they're starting to pick that up in the U.S. We'll have to cover that. I am telling people stay as far away from those as you can. I think that's going to be kind of like that uh, FBI and uh, incident or the episode that they had on January 6th where they tried to ensnare a bunch more people in there on the anniversary. I think this is going to be something like that. If not, they're going to definitely have agent provocateurs on this one as well. Let me get back to this. But trucks, this is specifically asking about trucks. Pickups, SUVs, minivans, light vans, straight trucks, and truck tractors. What's a straight truck? Dependent on what type of vehicle a selected driver owns, they will receive either the heavy vehicle questionnaire or the light vehicle questionnaire. The survey will be conducted, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? I'm not filling it out. They want to know about activity, uses, and physical characteristics. Hmm. Vehicles from all sectors of the economy, households, and states will be included. The results are planned for the release of the fall of 2023. Gee, I, I can hardly wait. So they're going to collect data on safety technologies such as collision warning, parking assist, and vehicle-to-vehicle -vehicle communications. Jeff, vehicle-to-vehicle -vehicle communications. Parking assist. What if you use this parking assist a lot? Are they going to think that maybe you're not a competent driver? I find vehicle-to-vehicle -vehicle communications very problematic. Jeff, think the truckers protest. Vehicle fuel types, including alternative fuel sources. Vehicle maintenance and level of repairs. So I'm supposed to tell them what I've done with my vehicle, how I maintained it, and what kind of repairs. The, oh, here we go. The uses of vehicles, including how often they're used, their capabilities, how far they travel, <clears throat> mileage tax, and why they travel. I know the answer to that one, Jeff. <laughs> why I travel is none of your freaking business. Miles traveled and fuel economy by weight, type, configuration, and age of vehicle axle configurations, trailers hauled, they want to know about your trailers and your operating weight, the equipment added after manufacture of the chassis, business versus personal use and types of economic activity served, commodities carried, and then there's an exclamation about this because you're supposed to be excited and much more. We have a theme song for this show. <laughs> I suggest you listen to it because that's my response. Thoughts, Jeff? I love, I love these arrogant bastards. Pardon my language and much more. What unmitigated freaking gall these people have. Like that wasn't enough of a, you know what? So I'm going to go back to a question you asked a little while ago because you asked, what the heck is a straight truck? It's the exact opposite of a non-binary, 
gender, gender neutral, uh, alternate lifestyle truck. Okay. No, <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. I had to put some levity in this because we, you know, we. This has been another one of those <laughs> blood pressure shows. So I just thought I'd be a little sarcastic there. Yeah. A straight yeah. truck is one of those panel trucks. You ever see the Penske trucks, the yeah, uh, yeah. box trucks? A straight truck is a box truck. It doesn't have a tractor in the front uh, that's attached at a at a, um, a to tow something. So anyway, just, that's just a, a straight you know. truck. Just so you know the depth of my comedic genius, I actually knew the answer, and I know you so well. I knew you, you were going to run with this, so thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, okay, so I'm very predictable. Thank you. Back to the to this uh, whole scheme. Again, it's all information, If and if you're going to give them this information, then you're going to get what you get, and you're going to pretty much deserve what you get because... If nowhere in the Constitution were they ever granted this authority to uh, ask you where you're traveling to. You know what? It's, that is so reminiscent of, of a, a, a group that was in Europe in the 1930s and 40s that were asking for your papers uh, to travel somewhere. History always repeats itself, and we're right at the beginning of it. Here we are. We're going right back to the show me your papers days. This is just completely ridiculous. Well, check this out. Now I'm going to just wrap the show up by telling you what they say they're going to use this information for. Current estimates are of critical importance to federal agencies, state departments of transportation, hmm, metropolitan planning organizations, business, and drivers alike. This is not important to me. My privacy is important to me. The results will provide statistics for Vehicle size and weight studies. Oh, so studies will provide information for more studies. What a friggin' money pit. Tracking the deployment of driver assistance technology. What did I just tell you? If you're using park assist and this sort of stuff, they're going to want to know, even if it's just there and you're using it. Input to freight demand models and quali air quality models. I would think this would be stuff for the car manufacturers to figure out on their on their role. Role of motor vehicles in the economy. Well, that's really a, a, a free market economy aspect. I, I mean, role of motor vehicles, Jeff, they get us from point A to point B. What more of that does do they need to know? Fuel efficiency of the nation's truck fleet. That's something that's easily discovered without having to invade our privacy. Here we go. Analysis of fees and allocation of costs among highway users. Just frigging say it. It is a mileage tax. Highway traveler exposure to potential safety risks. This is going to guide investments into better roads, bridges, fueling stations, and other transportation infrastructure at the state and local level. Decreased traffic congestion and energy uses on the nation's roadways. Increased safety and the ability to move goods effectively and more. Only here they don't have an exclamation point. So I'm not sure why they're not as excited about that and more. But here's the thing too, Jeff. What about all these electric vehicles that they're going to be putting out there? I'm betting it's not beyond the realm of reality that perhaps these electric vehicles 
I don't know, it might be tied to social credits if you've driven somewhere. What if you get stuck? What if you get caught in traffic, get end up in the wrong place at the wrong time, and somebody th somebody thinks that you shouldn't have been where you were, and you go to refuel your car and charge it up because now you have an electric vehicle, denied, you're stranded. This is really, really bad. I take solace, Jeff, in the fact that I don't have 60 more years to live through this. I really do. That's all I got. What I'm going to say, prove me wrong. If, if you think you can prove what I'm about to say wrong, prove me wrong. Electric vehicles are designed to do one thing, and that is to restrict your freedom of movement. Yep. If, yep. if you are, think that there's not a restriction on your freedom of movement, prove me wrong. Because what they're going to do is, and we see it in California already, they're already saying that they, they don't want you to charge your car because they don't have the grid capacity to charge all these electric cars that are, that are being bought out there now. So they already are behind the ball in California. And if they force everyone into them, there's no way in God's green earth that they're going to be able to charge all these cars. So how far are you going to be able to go? Nowhere. And that is the whole point. They want to tie you to a specific location and make it impossible for you to ever leave that specific location. And that's how they can, will control you. That is a tinfoil hat. And if I'm wrong, prove me. I'm, prove to me that I am wrong. Also, California just lowered its speed limit to 60 miles an hour. Why do you think they did that? Well, you told me, so I know the answer to that. You ah. told me that it was to uh, <laughs> extend the range of the electric vehicles. Yeah. I thought you had told me that actually, but yeah, exactly. And then they've got a lot of these sports cars that are electric vehicles that these people have paid a ton of money for. Now they can't take them over 60 miles an hour. <laughs> I'm laughing at them. Yeah. So anyway, folks, uh, we had a lot to say today. I know we were a little bit animated. This stuff has had me fired up for quite some time. And uh, we will be getting shows back out on a more regular basis now. Like I said, I really wanted to finish this book. I will have the printed copy out hopefully in a couple weeks. Please, if you get it, let me know what you think. Reach out to me. Go to SuzanneCSherman.com. Send me a message. Subscribe to the website. And if you like the book, please feel free to leave a review. That will help Amazon boost it in the ratings and get more attention drawn that way. want to thank you all for listening. 